Okay, let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Yud Gimel, today's Daf Yud Dalid. We're going to do a review of yesterday's Daf. We are learning Le'ilu Nishmas from Abba Shemol Shimon, Meir Neshama Avnaliya, and Naftali Yosef Ben Chaim Nisan Alevi, Meir Neshama Avnaliya, as well as Daniel Barnett Baruch Ben Yudaleib Ve'imi, Meir Neshama Avnaliya. Also, we'll have a man for Shlema, all who need... And with that, we are starting the review at the beginning of the Perik, top of the page, on Davyud Gimel Amud Aleph. So, we're talking about the concept of uh, women uh, checking themselves to make sure that they're not having their period, that they're clean, that they're tohor. Um, and we say that the, the more a woman checks, the, the, the better. It's, it's, it's a good thing. It's, it's mishubachas. It's pra- praiseworthy. But by men, the more they check themselves, that's, uh, that's the opposite. It should uh, create, it's, uh, the hand should be chopped off that does so. So, uh, literally or not, that's a whole discussion in the Gemara. But pretty, first thing... Pretty sure he can check himself twice now. <laughs> right, whatever. It does limit things. Okay. So, the Gemara... Um, okay. So the Gemara explains what the chiluk is between the women and the men. By, by women, it is praiseworthy because um, there is nothing that we are afraid that will happen if they check themselves. As opposed to by men, when they are checking themselves, it can cause them to become aroused. And if they become aroused, it will cause them to have a, a bodily emission. And that's a, a very grave sin, as we'll see in, today's da- in yesterday's daf, the, the review of... Uh, it's a grave sin of... Uh, this iser of causing um, seed to go for, for waste, wasting seed. So that's the, that's the concept. So why does the Mishnah tell us that if you, if you do it a lot by women, then it's praiseworthy, which by men a lot is not good, but it sounds like a little is good. That doesn't make sense. So the Gemara says, you're right. The only reason we said marbe is for the women. It's not to imply that by the men that it's okay if it's done a little bit. Because that's not true. Okay. It's not okay at all. All right. Then the Gemara says that a, a few qualifiers. First of all, it says this is only true for tech checking for Sheikh Vazera. But if there's a ziva... That's a different kind of bodily mission, which only happens when the man is not aroused. It's a different consistency that comes out, and it has dini tuma. Um, so that is actually okay to check, and that's not a problem. That's not uh, that is uh, appropriate, and, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. For if even for a man to check <coughs> for that, okay. Um, and even when he's checking for Sheikh Vazera, if he's not checking by his hands directly uh, with uh, something that is hard, like a piece of uh, rock or uh, uh, earthenware, so then he can check that and that would be okay. Uh, but not with a, pe- not with a cloth, because then it still would cause him uh, to become aroused. Um, the price says um, uh, uh, that that you could check with a matlas so, uh, or anything. So that, what's the chiluk? So it explains there's two kinds of matlas. A matlas is a, a cloth. If it's very thick, so then it doesn't cause chimum, it doesn't uh, warm that area and won't cause uh, the arousal. And that's the difference. Where did it, that was a quote. We borrowed it from Abaye. So we wanted to know where was Abaye's original din that says that there's something special or different or more permitted by a thick 
piece of cloth. <coughs> so it was going on a different price. The price is talking about a case where a person was eating truma, and you realize that he is about to have a bodily mission while he's eating the truma. Now, that would render him tame if he has a bodily mission, and he's eating truma, and that would be asrti truma when you're tame. But he's not tummy till it leaves his body. And he's getting the sense that he's about to leave his body. So there's a so what he's gonna have to do is hold himself in that area that it doesn't allow it to come out, and then quickly swallow the food that's in his mouth, so therefore he won't be transgressing. Okay, so the Gemara says, but how can he hold that area? I thought that's usr. That's what Rebliazer says. Anybody who grabs himself in that area and when he's urinating is uh, bringing the mabble on the world. So that's not allowed. So Abayi says, we're talking about we use a matlis ava, thick cloth. This is Abayi's answer, and that's where we borrowed it from. Now, Rava has a different take on it. He says that, the, that, that it doesn't matter what you use, even uh, any cloth, even a, a soft cloth, because it's already coming out of the body anyway. It doesn't make a difference. What's Abayi's chashash? Abayi's worried that maybe more will come out. Rava says, it's not a problem. Uh, um, that it's more will come out. I, but he does have that problem because the price says that uh, you know the more, just like when you put your finger in your eye, the more your fingers in the eye, the more your eye will tear up. As long as there's a finger in the eye, it causes more and more tears. So the same thing is true. It can increase if the person arouses himself more. So the Gemara says that is true. If, uh, um, but uh, not, not uh, it takes time. And, uh, you know, if it's already coming out right now, so then it's not going to be um, so quickly that it's going to cause more to come out. Um, well, once we mentioned Rabbi Ezra's uh, statement that if you, when going to the, when urinating, that you're, that it, one should not uh, grab himself in that area. So uh, that raised, the, that was his own discussion. So uh, Rabbi so the, the rabbi told Rabbi Yezer, isn't that a problem? If you don't hold yourself when you're urinating, it's going to land on your feet. And if it's landing on your feet, it's going to create a, a, a... People will say that this person probably has a problem in that area, and that's why it doesn't shoot, it doesn't shoot out properly, and because it, uh, it, it landed on his feet. And it, they will say that he can't have children, and the kids that are claiming to be his children, are really mamzerim, and that's a big problem. So he said, that's not, um, yeah, better that they should say bad things about his kids than he should be a Russia even a moment before God. In other words, in the grand scheme of things. Now there's another b'risa that has Rabbi Yezra saying a different response. He says, uh, what do you mean? There's other ways to urinate that it doesn't land on your feet, even without touching that area. Either you're standing over a... a uh, uh, a high, uh, a higher point that it's going into a lower area, so again it won't land on his feet, it won't splatter on his feet, or he's doing, he's urinating into soft earth like a sand that it doesn't bounce up, it'll get absorbed right away, um, and that's better than making himself a rasha uh, even a moment before Hashem. So the question is, well, which response came first? If the first response came first, then he's saying that no matter what. Even if you have no options, you, it's still better that better that than, than Russia. Then he's going to start saying, "Oh, by the way, there's other options." It sounds like that. And if there wasn't another option, then it would be then you would be allowed. So that doesn't really make sense. So obviously, first he offered other options, and then they said, "Well, what if he doesn't have those other options? Then what?" And he says, "Then it's still better not to do anything." Okay. 
um, than to transgress. Okay. Um, now, why is this such a serious problem of uh, holding yourself while urinating? The answer is because it can cause like we explained, as Rabbi Yochanan says, that that's Chayv Misa, as we see from the story of Aaron Onan, that uh, that Hashem killed Onan for what he did, and that's why, um, and that and that's exactly what he did. He was Motzi Zer Levatola. He yeah, well, not your your nation, like you didn't. You nothing to do with your nation, but the point being is that it can cause when you hold yourself in that area. That's all. That's you could, you could, uh, like, uh, when you no, urinate, why you urinate? It you're can you're lead to, that's all. You'll see right there, it's just not We're the get worst thing it. in the world the name for some is people. Onan? Onan. It's in the Torah. Yeah, it's Onan. Onan. Because Onan. No! No, it's nothing to do with it. Well, maybe. maybe that's where the name comes from. Yeah, they, they do. Uh, no, they don't. They do connect it, but anyway, nothing to do with what you're thinking. That was his name. Aaron Onan. What? Air was a, He's a, thinking. He was thinking of the of, of uh, aninos that exist by you know like an avelos. Yeah. It's not oh, so it's, it's, it's spelled yeah. the same, but it's not. Uh, the, the, the one is a name. The, the one's the a name, one, and one and one's the status. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. All right. This is the name of the son of uh, the son of Yehuda. He, he was doing for to for prevent his brother from. No, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to have kids. Yeah, Israel Vera was. He didn't want to. Yeah, he knew that the kid from, won't be his, his kid, kid and therefore he didn't want it. And that was why he did that. Yeah. Right, right. 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 right, but the point is, right, but the point, the point is, though, right. he wasted his seed. That's the point. That's, his intention doesn't matter. It's the fact that he wasted What was he doing was that, and that's what Hashem said. intention wasn't good either. Right, but the point being is, is that he, he's doing, he's wasting his seed, and that's and that where, is, that's the basis of Rabbi Yochanan, that it's Chayv Misa. That's, that, what? That's what we're saying, right, that's what it says here, that's what his wife killed. Hashem wasn't more upset about him not wanting to grant the child to no. his brother. Yeah. It doesn't say what the reason is. Right, you're right. It doesn't say what the reason is. It just says that it was bad in God's eyes what he did. Wait, says Rabbi Yochan, and no, what he did was he wasted his seed. And therefore, says Rabbi Yochan, that it must be that there's like a Chiyav Misa for doing this. That's what he's Nobody saying. just explains that why he did it, that he didn't want to have a kids. But that's not why he got punished. Intention, who cares? That's, it doesn't say. That's all. I mean, it could be that the, the intention was a factor. It's not the point. What's the evil thing to do? Deny your brother? Yeah, but you don't get, if for an intention, you don't get punished if you have a thought or... Oh, so you're saying it's the action, so yeah. the adventure's not. Anyway. Was Aaron, his brother, the same? He was killed also there, right? Yeah, well, the Gemara says, I mean, the, the Psukim are indicating, it says, Vayam is Gamoso, that Er, for a different reason, was killed. Uh, but it was the same reason, so because he, did the he, same thing. he didn't want to mar the beauty of Tamar. Yeah. Uh-huh. So therefore, he had relations. He got his pleasure with the relations. But he didn't have to impregnate her because he pulled out right before, oh. right before. So it's the same thing. So it's the same. Right. So the, and they, he was killed for that too. So it does indicate, even though his intent was, you know, uh, they become have a beautiful wife. Him too. Him too. So that means they both were the same reason. That's what they say. Anyway, Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Ami say that it's like you're a murderer, akin to being a murderer, and quote a psukim to that effect. Um, Rav Asi says it's like idolatry. Because it used the word katars kolets ranon, which we know is, uh, is alludes to idolatry. Now, that being said, as uh, that's what the, the three 
uh, question, I mean, practical halacha, is that actually true that it's chayiv misa or not? I mean, it's a whole different discussion under what circumstances. Is it only when you're with this specific intent, like or like not to non-impregnate um, or not? Anyway, these are, that's a whole halachic question. But excuse the word, uh, it won't be found because it's my lack of English. We're talking about masturbating, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Correct. That is correct. And we're saying it's very prohibited. That's clear. Okay? <coughs> now, Rabbi Yudah and Shmuel, that being said, holding yourself and urinating, we see that there's factors that can change that halacha. That's the Rabbanan? No. So we're going to get to that. So, yeah, it's, this, is, this is what we're about to quote. Listen to the story. So Rabbi Yudah and Shmuel were, Rabbi Yudah and Shmuel were standing on the roof of a synagogue in Narada. So Rabbi Yudah said to Shmuel, I need to urinate. Um, there's no bathroom up here on the roof. We got it. What do I do? So he said, you can't do it on the roof. That's not right. It's the synagogue. Oh, you have right to urinate sense. away from, that, from the building. So hold yourself so you can urinate outside. So he told him, you can hold yourself. So the question is, I, I thought you're not allowed to hold yourself when urinating. It's maybe Mabala Olam. So Abayi says the reason why that it's allowed is because of fear. Just like we find Allah when it comes to fear that they don't do Nisuch Hayayin when the invading army comes in, it depends. What is the status of the wine that's opened? What is the status of the wine that's closed? According to, if there's a Shas Shalom, a time of peace, so then the, all the open barrels are prohibited because they most likely came in and did a libation with the wine that's open. That's close. Sealed bottles, barrels we're not worried about. Okay. But if it's a time of war, they're too busy with the fear of being killed, of being attacked, that there's no concern. They don't have time to, to worry about Nisoch Hayayin. In the same vein, we're saying the fear is a factor that allows one to hold himself while urinating. What is the fear of? So we saw a few pshatim. Number one, either first pshat, it was the fear of his, of being. It was nighttime and he was on a roof. So he could fall down. And that fear alone will keep him from having uh, the thoughts because it, the, the arousal happens through the thoughts. So we're not worried about it. Number two, he was with his teacher. So that's a factor. He was with his Rebbe. He's, the fear of his Rebbe it keeps him from controlling himself. It keeps him controlling himself. Number three, his fear of being in a, uh, over a synagogue. So the divine presence of Hashem is over there in the synagogue. So that keeps him afraid of, and he's not going to have the, the improper thoughts. And the last pshat is, this is Rebbe Yudah we're talking about. And Rebbe Yudah had an ongoing fear of heaven. And therefore, in general, there was nothing to worry about. And this is what, based on what Shmuel said about Rav Yuta, that he said about him, that he is like on a high, very, very high level of like having, you know, when we say, we talk the talk, that we place Hashem before us always. Some people actually live in that. They actually are, have, a, have, a, have a physical sense of, of God being right in front of them at all times. Yeah, that's a very thinking about it all the time. So they this don't. is Rav, this is Rav Yudah. That's what Prashmo and therefore that alone, that fear, he was able to urinate by holding himself. That's uh, another Pshat. The other Pshat is is that it's nothing to do with fear. 
It has to do with the fact that he was married, and the halacha is is that a married man, uh, being that, that there's less of a concern, uh, because he can't satisfy himself, and therefore he's allowed to hold himself when urinating. Also, another pshat that we saw is that uh, if you're not touching directly, but you're touching indirectly, that also would be an allowance. Okay, um, and the third pshat. And the, the another uh, different shot is that uh, if you hold it at the tip, then it does not arouse. It's only when you're holding farther up, closer to the body, that would be a, an arousal, and that also could be what he told him to do. And that is the, that's the, those are the answers. So all those answers are possibilities, and that's the conclusion of why Shmuel told Rav Yudah that it's okay. Now, it comes along to the next question. So Rav says that somebody who caused himself intentionally to become aroused, that is benito. He should be put in khaira. That's what it's saying. Now, um, why not just say it's prohibited? So the Gemara answer is that that would be Megara the Yetzirah Anafshe. So I'm not sure how to understand this. My, uh, my understanding is, is that I believe that what it means is, is that he, um, by, that, that it's not a Dvar Isser in and of itself. It's, um, it's uh, it's what it leads to. So it's therefore, like, it's like dancing, right? It can lead to dancing, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's the famous joke. Okay, Rav Ami says he's called an avarian because uh, you're already tr- a transgressor because that's how Yitzhar works. Today he tells you to do something that isn't Not in and of itself prohibited, but it's still he. You're listening to what the Yitzhar tells you to do. Tomorrow he tells you to do a little something else. And by the next day, he'll tell you to do Avodah and you already listened to him so many times, you're going to listen <coughs> even when it's actually coming to this. So, so the derech of the Yetzirah convinces a person to do something which isn't Edvar Yisrael. Oh, what's a big deal? What's so bad about a look? Or something like that. He convinces you to do something that is indeed not as us or as other things, but it's the path that leads to the slippery slope of, 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 of actually doing the Edvar Yisrael right, itself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, alternative pshat is that uh, uh, somebody who brings himself to uh, bad thoughts, of uh, uh, sexual thoughts, so he's not accepted in the mechitz of HaKadosh Baruch And that's the Pasuk says, because it was bad in the eyes of Hashem what he did. And the word vayera, so the word ra is being used to describe this. And... Um, and uh, and then it says, uh, what what does it say about Hashem? Lo yigur chara by Hashem, a ra is not allowed in his dwelling place. So that's the idea. Okay. Next thing is Rabbi Lazar says when it says, Yedechem damim, Yemileu, your hands are full of blood. These are the people who are masturbating themselves. That's what it is. That's that's what the text is referring to. Um, and uh, the, the school of Rabbi Shmuel says when it says lotinaf, it means even to yourself. Okay, and that's uh, be, uh, uh, that's that's what it's saying. Now we saw an interesting memra uh, that talks about gerim and mesachim bitinokos are both what holds back the Mashiach from coming. So converts, what does that mean? So we know that Rav Chelba <laughs> says that gerim are as difficult for the Israel as sapachas. It's like a, a tzaras, and we quoted this possible to that effect, actually. And that's what it is. That, so we understand the negative of that. Like I explained yesterday, Rashi has a pshat that Rashi brings down that, uh, that they're not as, mach, as 
careful in the details of the mitzvahs because they weren't, they didn't grow up with it. Um, were more lenient with them? No, so therefore they, they bring down Klal Yisrael. That's one idea. Um, others say others say that they're that they're that they're that they make the Jews look bad, and that's what that's the problem. But anyway, this is this is a familiar idea. But what is the problem? What does it mean to play with children? What does that even mean? So if it means we're talking about um, uh, homosexuality or ped- pedophilia with 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 young boys, so that's death penalty. So that was not what we're talking about. And if it means that he's not doing the actual act with, I meaning. He's not. Uh, he's just. Uh, uh, he's, he's, he's not actually um, committing the act of homosexuality directly, but he is arousing himself. It's that. That's the marble. He's causing. He's, he's having. He's a wasteful seed. That's the what we talked about in the marble. So that's destroying the world. That's even a higher level. That's not what's holding back Mashiach. So we're talking about people who marry young girls who are not yet able to have children. Okay. And that's the problem. And the reason why is because that's what withholds Mashiach because it is the soul, the, there's a, there's what, what is Mashiach waiting for is for all the neshamas to come to this world. So once, so the more we procreate and produce children, that's what's cleaning out the, that allows all the souls to be born. Once this, all the souls are born, then Mashiach can come. So the point being is, is that if you're involving yourself in relations without procreating, without bringing people into the world, so then that is what's holding back, um, uh, holding back Mashiach from coming. So that's yeah, there are women who are impediment to yeah, this is a person who know, willfully who knows that he's marrying somebody who's too young to have children, and, and if, if she if she's too old, like after that's a good question. The, uh, and, and okay, example, she's too, I'm saying that too old. Maybe she already had children, so she did her job already at work. You're talking about from him, um, from his perspective. Right. There's, there's, there's lots of questions you can ask about it. Yeah. So you can't. I don't have an answer, but it, it, the only example it gives is this particular. You restrict yourself to one wife, you know. You're under, yeah, you know, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. One wife is not enough to get all the shows. You've got to have a, you know, okay. house full of wife. Yeah. Where is she? No, no. All right, fighter. He's my fighter. Man. Okay. Fighter. All of a sudden, you're not enjoying. I'm enjoying. All right. He likes this fight. Okay, so the next okay, question, I, the Gemara uh, says, in the, in, we mentioned in the Mishnah that if it, for men who check themselves, uh, their, it should be chopped off their hands. So the question is, does that mean that's the law, that we person is known to do that, we literally do that? Or is it like a curse and saying that it, that's what should happen, or we don't really mean it in the literal sense? So, um, we, because uh, uh, we find that Rafuna did so. There was a person who was... Uh, was warned numerous times, and he was hitting uh, people, and he actually um, ordered that his hand to be cut off to, to make a point because of what he was doing. Or <laughs> is it only a curse? That was the question. So first we brought a price from a platform that says that somebody who touches himself in that area, he says, Tixas yado al cut his hand on his belly button, which sounds like we're like chopping it off that high up. So um, if you're cutting, literally doing that, isn't this? They said his stomach's gonna chop, but gonna pop. I mean, you <laughs> cut his hand off. His will pop out. His intestines will pop out. How are you gonna do that? So they, so he said, that's better than uh, than him going to the bear shachas, going into uh, into the bottomless pit. So um, referring to Gehenna. 
So uh, the Gemara says, if it's a Dina, so then that's a literal question they were asking about. But if not, what's Pshat? So the Gemara says, uh, no, 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 he, that's, he's not, even if it's Dina, why, they couldn't, he couldn't chop it somewhere else? They'd have to chop it over his belly? That's not what it means. So it must be that Reb Tarfin is saying that by, when you put your hands beneath your belly button, that should be what you're, be careful from doing. So, so they told Rabbi Tarfan, and what if you got something stuck underneath your in your in your belly? You have to you have a thorn there. You have to pull it out. So he says, "What? You're not allowed to take it out?" So he says, "No, better you should you should have a stomach, you know, get, you know, have a swollen, stu- distended stomach from an infection than uh, doing that avera." Okay. So uh, that's what he was saying. But the point being is, is that he wasn't saying literal. Doesn't necessarily mean literally. And um, it's not it, it's not conclusive. It sounds like that we don't assume that it means literal. Okay. Next, we talked about in the Mishnah is a uh, deaf woman, a woman who does not is not of sound mind, a blind woman, and one who is nitrifadaita. We'll see what that means. And uh, if there's other people watching over them, so that's good enough. And uh, then they can eat truma. Uh, making sure that they are not tummy. So, first of all, what's wrong with the chareshas? A chareshas, a deaf person, can be, can be very knowledgeable. And we brought down that Rebbe had a, a deaf woman in his neighborhood that not only did she check herself properly, and she was very knowledgeable, but she was even the one that everyone would ask. She was like, a, she, she, was a, she was an expert in, in these things. So, it doesn't mean anything. So, the Lord says that when we mean a chareshas, in the in Chazal, they always refer to a chareshas that cannot hear right. or speak, which is they never they're not able to communicate at all. This is before they had advent of communication. Right, there was a deaf mute. A deaf mute was like basically uh, there was no communication. There was yeah. it's, it's the same in a sense as a shota, and therefore that's why others need to care for her. Yeah. Okay, so that's one. When, Next one. When they asked her. They would have to write out the question? How, whatever. They were able to communicate, obviously. She was well, able to say speak. Showed her the t- they showed her the, the, they the were able, She was able to speak. Read so so she, she probably read there lips. There you go. Yeah. Uh, she go. probably read George lips. Boy. She was probably able to understand what they were saying, even though they didn't, even though she wasn't able to. Who's the tablet? Oh, the two tablets? <laughs> okay. Which brings us to the next one, which is a summa. So the question is, a summa doesn't need to see. She can show. She can check herself and and show somebody who has the eyes to see, and that would be good enough. So the Gemara says that's uh, you're right. Take Suma out. It doesn't belong in the list. Nitrifadaita is the same thing as a shota. What's the difference? The one is due to illness, so it's like a temporary illness-based type of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and in either case, she can check herself. We don't say, well, since it's due to the illness, let's wait till she gets better. Um, uh, that, that it's the same halacha. So next, we talked about a kohen who is a shota. They can tip him. Uh, they can put him in the mikvah, and then feed him truma once it's nightfall. So he won't be after erev shemesh. After he waits till nightfall, then you can feed him. And just make sure he doesn't go to sleep, because once he goes to sleep, then then who knows maybe who's happening at night. So you go to mikvah like right before the sunset. It doesn't matter when you go. Some point you of time in the day, yeah. and then and then you can't eat. So yeah. no, it doesn't matter. Oh. No, no, no. The sun sets, <coughs> sun sets then you can eat truma. Yeah, I know that. That's what I'm saying is there's, there's, there's no mila to do it later. It's just whenever during the day no, you do it, you can't eat truma. do it again, no. Yes. No, we're not assuming that something's <coughs> happening yeah, during the day. It's no. just no, he's awake. He's not going to sleep. It's a shaitan, no. 
Anyway, the bottom line is, then you you would be allowed to eat truma in that circumstance. Um, but uh, the question is, so um, um, so Rabbi Lezer Ber Tzaddik says um, that um, no, you would make a, a a a little pocket over that area that you put on, and it'll catch it. And if it does, so even you if know. he sleeps, you could check. And no, if he had a bodily emission, <laughs> says, but that itself, by putting that on, isn't that going to create a uh, an arousal and it causes the problem that you're trying to avoid? So he says, and according to you, there's no Eitzah? So he says, no, he, the Eitzah is, keep him awake until he sleeps, you know? So, uh, but, so uh, and, and according to you, even, it's, even if you have that little pouch, isn't going to... What if it gets absorbed in the, in, you know, absorbed a tiny drop? It won't be noticeable. So the Gemara says, no, it's a, not, not made out of a leather it's, or, or material. It's made out of a piece of metal, and that would not absorb anything. Piece um, of metal? Yeah, or copper. That's what it says. Um, so, and we brought down, uh, right. So, so the Gemara says, um, based on this, is that, uh, is that it sounds like that you can't wear pants, okay? Uh, because wearing pants creates... Chimo. Chimo. Uh, is, that, is that what the case is? Uh, so, so the Gemara says, but, but the Kohanim wore pants, okay? Yeah. That's what they wore. That's what they so, No, but the question is, is that what it's talking about? So the Gemara says, is, is that truly an Isser? So the Gemara says, the pants of the Kohanim were, in fact, uh, special pants that did not... That were loose pants, okay? That's the, the description where they had something to tie it uh, on top. Uh, but uh, the pants that they wore um, was uh, loose in that area, which sounds like in the end, and this is where we left off, is that basically and it had no holes in the pants. Um, it was, uh, you know, you had to pull them off in order to relieve yourself. So uh, the question is... Um, uh, sound, it doesn't tell you more details, but it sounds like p- t- very tight pants is not, is not appropriate. That's definitely what it's saying. And that's where we left off. And with that...